I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Tossed Popcorn is a production of iHeartRadio. Relevant. (laughs) All right. Oh, it's me today. Hi everyone, I'm Sienna Jacob. And I'm Liana Holston. And welcome to Tossed Popcorn, the podcast where two idiots watch every film on the AFI's 100 Greatest American Movies of All Time, the very slightly less racist 10th anniversary edition. This podcast is a safe sex for people who don't know anything about movies. Today, (laughs) we're watching Midnight Cowboy. (laughs) Give me some soap. Give me some soup. What do you think I'm getting here? I'm getting you some soup. Number 43 on the AFI list. Warning, there will be spoilers about this ugly film. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Content warning, this movie deals with sexual assault, sexual trauma, and severe homophobia. Gosh. I this is another one where I've I've just been trying to not really look at you. <laughs> I feel like I want to hear your prediction immediately. Yeah. Yep. I can't look at you till then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sienna, here's my prediction <laughs> of what I thought Midnight Cowboy would be. Howdy, Sienna. It's Liana. I am about to watch something that is called Midnight Cowboy. Two things that I don't really care about. Oh. I'm usually in bed by 11, and 
We all know how we feel about cowboys. <laughs> I, maybe it's like cowboys, but in the city. Okay. So they're riding a horse, but through the downtown. <laughs> what? And they are also vampires? Because it's midnight? That's probably more interesting oh, than whatever it is we're about to experience. Love you. Bye. A, a deeply optimistic <laughs> prediction. You, after all these movies on the AFI list, you still toss out there something that actually sounds watchable. Could be fun. Could be fun. I think I pitched a Walking Dead spinoff is what I pitched. <laughs> um, also, let it go on the record. Liana Holston is a woman who doesn't care about midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> Cancel me if you want to. I don't care about midnight. I don't give a shit about 12 a.m. <laughs> All right, Sienna, let's hear your prediction for Midnight Cowboy. Okay. Hi, I'm about to watch Hi. Midnight Cowboy. I weirdly know several facts about this movie. I know that it's about gigolos. I know that it's about Dustin Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Okay, slash... That Dustin Hoffman is in it. <laughs> I know that this is the movie from which the line, I'm walking here, wow. uh, comes. Wow. And I know that also a line is, hey, go ahead, go ahead, or something like that. Uh, besides that, I have no idea what happens plot-wise. I don't know what to expect. But somehow all of those little tidbits are going to fit in. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. You can tell based on, I feel like the final fact I gave you makes it clear that my father has seen this movie. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I've gotten it all from him. Sienna, would you care to summarize the thing Midnight Cowboy? (laughs) I would be honored. Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> to the cat <laughs> who really heard of music. Like um, okay, a wannabe gigolo in a cowboy hat and a thief with a leg issue. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. like these words are so close to being right. <laughs> Try to hustle their way through poverty in NYC. This movie is about sexual trauma. It's full of flashbacks and also full of dream montages. It's deeply sad, very frustrating, and really confusing, (laughs) especially for those prone to confusion. (laughs) The end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The the guy with the leg issue is played by Dustin Hoffman, and the wannabe gigolo is played by... John Voight. Yeah. um, Nicolas Cage's dad in National Treasure. Uh... Angelina Jolie's dad in real life. What? Yeah. Wait, is that real? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I feel like they differ politically so vastly. I don't know enough things mm-hmm. <laughs> for that sentence to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is how I felt about a lot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not knowing enough things. Yes. Um, guess who fell asleep while Googling the movie? Woo! <laughs> Midnight Cowboy, the 1969 film. Nice. 
based on, surprise, a novel from 1965 of the same name by James Leo Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> was filmed in New York City in the spring of 1968. It was X-rated when first released due to, quote, homosexual frame of reference and, quote, possible influence among youngsters. (laughs) Sorry, what? Uh (laughs) It was later rated R in 1971 when the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, broadened their requirements for that rating. And this was right when the production code had been done away with. That was, like, in 1968. So the Motion Picture Association adopted the rating system but it was very very new so they were still like figuring all the letters right, out right <clears throat> but under the production codes like even the use of the word homosexual was essentially banned by the code so this movie was really pushing boundaries uh. on that on that front people <laughs> some of the articles today were like is it like a, a gay film and i was like no no <laughs> no <laughs> it is no <laughs> Um, The director of the film, John Schlesinger, was a documentary filmmaker for the BBC for a number of years, made a lot of doc films, which kind of explains why this movie is the way that it is, which is to say, like, insane. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Both the director of the film and the author of the novel were gay men. Oh. Which does not justify the movie, but it is interesting. It makes sense why it's so complicated. Yeah. The era in which Midnight Cowboy was released. While filming in New York, both Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King Jr. were assassinated. Nixon was president. The Vietnam War was in full swing. People were protesting everywhere. And New York was a damn mess. (laughs) Crime tripled between 1960 to 1970 in the city. In 1968, the year that they were filming... There was a teacher's strike, there was a sanitation worker's strike, and there was a strike by fuel deliverers and oil burner servicemen. So that's why there's, like, trash everywhere in the movie. Um, Times Square, at the time, was New York's capital of male prostitution. So that was, like, a very real thing that was going on in the city. And in 1975, New York City almost goes bankrupt. So it was very much in dire straits financially. Um, this was very much the era of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The Stonewall Riots happened one month after this movie opened. Oh, Those wow. were in June of 1969. The movie opened in May of that year. And I guess a quick, cute segment for the historical context is stuff I forgot to Google more. <laughs> <laughs> this will go really fast. <laughs> it will be great. Contextualize. One thing that the movie does sort of touch on is the concept of, like, pop art. Oh. And... It's that it's when they go to that insane party. Yeah, the weirdo party. And it was very like Andy Warhol, yeah. Paul Morrissey, The Velvet Underground, Max's Kansas City, <laughs> Debbie Harry, The New York Dolls. Sure. Uh, that whole community of of artists mm. taking drugs and having weird warehouse parties and making films mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like the weird art scene, yeah. kind of hair-ish, mm-hmm. that that musical. Yeah. And finally, A quote that made me laugh from The New Yorker. (laughs) Quote, The Disneyfication of the Times Square area did not really get underway until the 1990s. (laughs) That just reminded me of um, the Yossification, (laughs) which is an online trend now. (laughs) Where something becomes like sort of more fabulous. (laughs) The Yossification of Times Square. The Yossification of Times Square. The Yossification of New York City did not happen. The Yossification of John Voight, also known as Angelina Jolie. (laughs) Okay, well, Liana, thank you for that historical context for this 
weird ass movie. This weird ass. For <laughs> this weird ass. Can we uh-huh. do our little segment, What I Think You Thought? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as I saw the color palette, which was mustard, uh-huh. of this film, <laughs> and the fact that when I realized that the, it was one of those where the genre is just the 1970s, yeah. I was like, uh oh, Sienna might like this a little bit. A little bit. Uh huh. I found it very interesting. Mm. I was so unhappy while watching it. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, let's dive into phone notes where we read the notes that the other person took on their phone while watching the movie. The main guy is named Joe Buck. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, what? They're like, where's that Joe Buck? Where's that Joe Buck? Where's that Joe Buck? <laughs> Any film that starts with a chaotic montage is really hard to. You just feel so thrown by it. Yeah, I felt bucked out, yeah. out of it. I was really confused the whole movie. I was really confused. <laughs> confused and upset. I was really confused. Let's, okay, what were some things that confused you about it? So, well, okay. Here's the thing about this movie. Here's why this movie is tough to review and mm. talk about. Is It's a lot about his sexual trauma. I guess so. <laughs> so there's all these, but here's what's so confusing is that there's a bunch of flashbacks, Ugh. but there's also a bunch of like, he, he, there are flashes of what he's imagining doing and things like that, like sort of dream sequences. Yeah. Slight. And like changing the channel very quickly on a TV. Yeah. He'd like imagine things where like he imagines sending his coworker like a letter, but then he doesn't send it because he oh, rips it up. Oh, is that? Oh. Like that didn't really happen. I thought there were two postcards. Right? Exactly. (laughs) That's why. So all these flashes of images, it it just, it was, it was just, it was a lot. It was very confusing. It was art. It felt very, to me, stupid fucking art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And so I don't want to like, I'm not trying to just like make fun of his trauma, but but it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, what did his grandma do? That was my quest. That was one of my big confusion things. I was like, was he assaulted as a child? It starts with him giving an old lady a massage. massage. And this movie, it makes sense it was rated X also because there was just like a lot of they showed stuff. Mm. But also, I know they were like implying a lot and I couldn't tell what was being implied. mm -hmm. And sometimes he'd go, what? When there was an implication? And I was like, yes. Okay, good. I'm supposed to be confused. Huh? That was a big question that I had. The other question that I had, which may be problematic. Mm Mm-hmm. Why is he so bad at being a sex worker? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's get into that. <laughs> Joe Buck, he has trauma. Joe Buck, he has and a hard life. I, I would understand Buck, if it was an issue with like performing, but he can't even book a client. Joe Buck is a bad sex worker. He's not good at his job. He really wants to be one. He moved to New York specifically to be a sex worker. He doesn't seem to try that hard. He cannot pull. From, from a business standpoint... I think here are a few places he goes wrong. Okay. Well, first of all, he carries a radio around with him and Mm -hmm. sort of screams in laughter and jubilance (laughs) on the bus on the way into New York, which sets everyone on edge, which absolutely is the correct response on their end. Once he arrives in New York, his first strategy for picking up clients is to walk very close behind a woman and Uh say, excuse me, do you know where the Statue of Liberty is? Yeah. Which was that slang at the time for I am a sex worker would I, you care to bone I absolutely hate this in movies 
I hate, I know the movies, I found out apparently in classes that you say things to efficiently convey something. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Sure. It was just not good. I'm like, I confused at what that means. What would you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> if you, okay, it's just not how I would go about. I, I feel like the fact that every woman was like, either, are you flirting with me? Or like, fine, come upstairs. And did they know that specifically he would be expecting payment? Like, I would just Obviously think I was being not. hit on. And that one woman didn't. I feel like the way I would do it is like how many people do it these days where you have little pamphlets uh, and you hand them out or you put them on, you know, phone booths or whatever. Oh. But I guess that's with phones these days. Are they pamphlets? No. Or flyers? <laughs> flyers. <laughs> little pamphlets. Here are my <laughs> offerings. <laughs> you got to go to Kinko's. Put I mean, a I guess little three-fold brochure. Yeah. That's his first strategy. Stock women in New York. And then he like steals a client from a guy, but then just grabs her ass right off the bat. Also not good. And then his last thing is to just stand in Times Square and never confirm that his client has the funds to pay. Like, take the payment up front. Yeah. And then he never confirms. Proceed. Ever. He's really, really bad at being a sex worker. And then he seemed to sit around for like two full seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're reading ads here. We'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations 
questions that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. He didn't ask anybody's advice. Like, he ran into other sex work. He wasn't like, what should I do? Yeah. The one, he tries to get, like, rep- uh, management. Uh-huh. And he goes to this guy who, okay. I didn't understand that scene at all. I was like, <laughs> why is this? You're talking about the Jesus scene? Yeah. With rave Jesus? Yeah. I didn't understand that at all. I had to Google it. Okay. I'm like, I have to come in here knowing something. <laughs> So he goes to this guy. Well, okay. How he meets Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman is like, hey. A con artist. I'm a, a sick little con artist. Ugh, so greasy. And I can get you representation. And then he drops him off. Like, He's like, give me $20. Give me $20 and I'll take you to a pimp. I don't know if there's a better term <laughs> They don't even call. It's like, I think like a manager. A manager, right? And he takes him to this guy, and then they talk for a while, and the guy says poop a couple times. <laughs> Does he? I, it was so funny. It was not processing information during the that one, scene. Uh, one of the moments of joy in this movie for me was when the guy went, he said, and I quote, poop. I say poop. Wow. <laughs> but it turns out this man was not a sex worker manager. He was... He was just like a religious zealot guy. And that's oh. what they said on Google.com. Oh, sure. It said, yeah, they brought him to like, he brought him to like a phony, just religious guy. But like, why did he oh. just bring him to some religious guy? Why did he do that? How did he know this guy? Yeah. Why? Why? Dustin was also bad at his job of being a con artist. <laughs> Another issue that I had is our executive producer very sweetly sends us content warnings in advance of the movies. If there's any like difficult subject matter to just be aware that it, the movie might cover and part of the content warning was that in apparently in a flashback there's a moment where a dog gets hurt and so anytime anytime a flashback or montage happened which turned out was often i left the room (laughs) sienna has put her face in her palm i was a little afraid to tell you this (laughs) that was like 50 percent i know I and I also I rewound for some of them where I was like I from what I heard I don't think any dogs were harmed. I But there were dogs a few different times in the film too. So whenever there was a dog I also <laughs> left. Okay. I understand why you don't know about any sexual trauma. <laughs> well, I saw the full like rape scene. Oh. Yeah. They Somehow were... I saw that. Uh-huh. Which also I don't didn't make sense. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, first, first of, of all, all, first of all, first, first segment. First of all, <laughs> first of all, I have no memory, Liana, of a dog getting hurt. So I don't know when that I was. I don't think it maybe happened. There was it the dog who sort of gets exploited on, on public access television. 
here, okay, first of all, first of all, no film ever needs to show rape. We are past the need for that. We were never actually had the need for that. Second of all, this rape scene didn't make any sense. <laughs> what happened? They're boning in a car. The whole town <laughs> finds them during a tornado. Which I thought maybe was because his grandma called the town on him. <laughs> because she was mad. Because maybe she, because maybe she wanted the massages him from him. But why was the town then so angry that two people were boning in a car? It was it, were they very Christian? Is that I, I think what might have actually darkly happened is that they were just sort of terrorizing them, Ugh. and that they just sort of took them both and yeah. So they're boning in a car, and then both. both of them get assaulted, and it's all depicted because men who make movies are monsters, right? But I only saw them. I saw them sort of drag the, his girlfriend away. Mm-hmm. Also before that, and I think that this was maybe dark. But I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> they kept showing shots of like uh, all the men in the town, him included, following her. Yes. But like not following her through streets, but like following her on a sand dune. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, and wait, is this supposed to be like threatening? Which, oh no. Uh-huh. But I don't. I don't, I don't know what's what happening. Mean? And then she'd be like, you're the best one. You're Joe. the only one. You're the only one. You're the best. Okay, I'm glad we both were on the same page about the fact that I did not know what happened in that assault scene. You know, like, it is an important conversation to have of, like, men can also be victims of sexual trauma. Don't do it in a way that doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can't... Don't... (laughs) This movie felt complicated to watch. It was so... So confusing. I, I, I felt very know. high while it was going on, and yeah. I was not. Yeah. Okay, Liana, you've said extremely punchable face. Who is that for you? John Voight's face, very punchable. Yeah. What did you think of? Did you find what? What? What did you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, while I was watching, I was I was so curious what you were going to think about his, his body and face and feature, hair features. Yeah, um, I guess his features. <laughs> I thought his face was fun to watch. I did. I like a weird mouth. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> not did have even, a weird mouth. Not even like just like uh, that's my type. I just uh, actually in terms of watching a, a performer on screen, I like a weird mouth mm. and he has a weird mouth. I get why it was punchable to you though because his face is kind of pillow, pillowy. and Very pillowy. Uh, the lips are weird. It already kind of looks dented also. I want to dent it more. He also looks exactly like, and we're going to have to bleep this name. Do you know from Stanford? No. The man that I know in real life, I have wanted to punch on more than one occasion. And so that is why his face felt so very punchable. That's so funny. How do you spell? <laughs> oh, Leon, you've written, I hope he gets hit by a bus. Yeah, I did feel for much of this film about both of the main characters. I just kind of wanted them to get hit by a so, bus. Okay, you did not sympathize with these guys at all. You did Mm-mm. not like them. I was, I would have been so happy if one of them died and then one of them did. And I was like, good. He had it coming. I really hated this movie and wow, I guess everyone involved and all the characters. Yeah, there was not anything for me. Th- this movie, I just I, I felt for the characters, I guess. But um, everything, it was such a frustrating watching experience for me because mm. I knew they were going to do everything wrong. Yeah. There was just like a moment where he he gets money from drawing drawing blood oh donating blood donating blood he <laughs> drawing blood. He, he draws someone's blood <laughs> gets money he gets money. a vampire 
He gets money from donating blood. Yeah. At midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when he went back to Dustin Hoffman, I just knew he was going to be like, he wasn't going to tell him it was from donating blood. He was going to tell him it was from being a prostitute or whatever. Oh. I could just, I just knew he was going to do that. Cause I'm like, what's like the most just frustrating thing that this person could do right now? And did it's he do to that? Lie. He did. He huh. lied. They all oh. just kind of like lie huh. and then unlie. It's frustrating. I don't know if it's like a seventies trope. Lying. <laughs> lying. <laughs> lying and being bad at your day job. I did have some questions for you. Oh, maybe please. we can do that as a little segment. Please. Okay. My first question for you in the viewing of this movie was, there, they mentioned something called Hamburger King, and I wondered if that was the old name of Burger King, and I thought you might know. Oh, I don't know. Fuck. My next question. <laughs> this, this is not a question. This is more of a statement, but there's a line in the movie that says, hello, you goddamn dog. And I thought, that's like how you are when I show you a picture of a dog. <laughs> yeah. You talked about dogs earlier in this episode, and that's basically what I said. <laughs> Man in the tub. I was wondering if Sienna, you liked that when he was in the tub. When was he in the tub? Mm, why would you ask me that? Um, Which one was in the tub? Was it when he the one time he books a client? Books a client. Is it before he? Put I, perfume I think in his it boots? is that one time. Yeah, I think it's the morning after in her sort of luxury tub. It's interesting to take a full bath at somebody's home in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That actually has happened to me. I haven't done it. Oh. But people have stayed in my home. And taken a full bath. And taken a full bath. That's happened twice. That feels so embarrassing. How long do you stay in the bath? For? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weirdly restful thing to do. (laughs) First thing in else's home. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I once took a bath in a hotel, and even that felt weird to me. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you mean. Anyone's tub besides my own, I'm like, my whole ass is here. (laughs) I don't know. Things can get in. Inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is really inappropriate. Anywhere you take your ass out. So anytime you use like a public restroom, you're like this is really inappropriate. Sorry. Sorry that my whole ass is out. <laughs> you say that. Sorry, As, everyone. <laughs> hey, Sienna, can I use your bathroom? And then you come out and you're like, I'm really sorry that I took my ass out. <laughs> Makes it sound like it can sort of detach. <laughs> Body goals. <laughs> Heard of a thigh gap? How about a detachable <laughs> ass? Detachable ass. <laughs> Beach pod. Just take my ass off. <laughs> I had one more question for oh. my questions for Sienna segment. Yeah, yeah. Sienna, would you rather be a dog or the president? <laughs> oh, they did talk about that. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I dreamed that sentence. <laughs> um, I don't want to be the president. <laughs> yeah. I would be so scared to be the president. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'm so scared thinking about being the president. You'd be scared. Oh, that's an interesting emotion to have. Yes. Mm. Yes. What, what about it would be specifically scary? Are you kidding me? Making all those decisions? And if I if mm. I have one day where I don't like get up all the way, things aren't going to work out. <laughs> you can't just like... The president didn't get up all the way today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you, Tom Brokaw. <laughs> I'd text you, I'd be like, okay, in one hour, I'm going to go for a walk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my secret service men. I'm going to go to the Rose Garden, do a lap. I'm going to do a lap. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to sit down with those documents. Yeah. I'm going to sit down with the ambassadors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Sam, the missile is imminent. 
We need a decision. I'm like, sorry, I missed this. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry, just seeing this. Sorry, just seeing this. Are you kidding me? Presidential texts so with Sienna. Any urgent task. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay. So I guess I'd be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I really you like being be excited human. about it. I'd rather stay human. Yeah. I would oh. love to be a dog. I would I would like to be a dog in an upper middle class home. Okay. Uh-huh. Like a golden retriever or a corgi in an upper middle class home because it's not so upper class that right. the owners don't pay attention to you and somebody else cares for you. Aww. So you get loved by the whole family and you're very expensive. You lead an expensive life. You have a lot of different bed options and everyone on the sidewalk adores you. And you're cool with like the lifespan. <laughs> it's a dog. <laughs> oh, so you'd have like a dog's brain and everything. <laughs> what are you expecting? Well, like you either can be a dog or the president. <laughs> But being fine with being a dog, that means you're fine just completely giving away, giving up your awareness and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) That is a huge part of the appeal. (laughs) Sienna, you've written something that is worrying to me. Oh. All caps, OMFG, he couldn't get it up. And here's the the worrying part is you said typical male co-worker. (laughs) Sorry, okay, what I mean here is like his whole dream... Is to be. He's so bad at his job. He wants to be a sex worker. He wants to work in sex. And then he gets there. I work in sex. He gets there. And I get it. I get, you know, I'm not trying, there's no, I'm not trying to shame anybody for anything. But just simply, that's your job. Yeah. He could not do his job. Mm -mm. Not only that, literally, a woman does his job for him. Yeah. Because it's one thing to like not get it up. It's not like. But then after that, he's in such a bad mood mm-hmm. and she's like, she's literally like, okay, we can play scrap, scrub, scribble, <laughs> scrub, scribble, scribble, scribbage, scribbage. She's like, let's play scribbage for a while. Scrubble. And he's like, mm. and she's like, oh, um, she starts being flirty and he's like, stop flirting with me. <laughs> stop distracting like, me while I'm playing scrubble. Yeah. She's literally like, she starts seducing him. He didn't try to give her a sexy time at all. Like, he just, he, he, he failed. He got upset. And then she had to do his job. One time, my mom took her laptop in to get repaired. Uh-huh. And they were like, it's unfixable. You have to get a new computer. She was like, well, have you looked at the battery? And they hadn't. <sighs> what the so hell? And they did and they fixed it. It's exactly what this feels like. Yeah. This is not his line of work. No. And he decides that at the end. Does he decide that or does he <laughs> kill a man and go to Miami? <laughs> he decides that. He says, he's like, he says, oh. he says, remember this? At the no. End? He says to Dustin Hoffman's. Dead, dead body. body. <laughs> <laughs> Tropically dressed. Tropically dressed. That's how I'm trying to be this summer. He says, you know what? I think I'm going to try to just get like another job here. I think I'm just oh. going to try to get, an, I, I think I'm done with that. I'm going to just like have a nice life here. It was so, it was another so super, super frustrating moment because it was like the first time it was just like, maybe everything's going to be okay. Maybe I don't have to live like this. Maybe I can just sort of live normally Mm. and find something to do because I can Mm -hmm. and I want to now. Mm. And then he turns to the, he turns (laughs) and his friend is dead. A tropically dressed quirk. I (laughs) tuned out during that because they did that thing, that trope. I feel like it is a trope where they zoom in on one person's face and they're monologuing for so long. And I was like, as soon as they zoom out, Dustin Hoffman is definitely going to be dead. That was shocking to me. Really? Because it was so stupid. 
It's also such a male thing to be talking for so long that you don't notice your friend died. (laughs) (laughs) He talked about himself and his dumb shit for so long that his friend, who was previously at the beginning of the sentence alive, (laughs) died. His friend is coughing and sweating and throwing up. I also was like, he really died minutes out from Miami. Like, really? I feel like he could have made it. I didn't believe that medically. I was like, he held on for way longer before this. He fell down a full flight of stairs (laughs) and didn't die. (laughs) He was teetering on the edge. Tropically dressed on the bus. Okay. I could not (laughs) process. I couldn't process it. They put dumb. us through. They put us through so much torment. Also, he fully killed a guy with a phone. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> this is one of those places where I I am so good at denial. I'm mm. so good at it, and I'm like, I hope that he just put the phone in his mouth really far, and that's why he didn't want to talk about it. But not just that he actually killed him. I also thought that. I, I was like, maybe he just put the phone in his mouth. <laughs> No, I didn't kill him. I just put a phone in his mouth. He's fine. It's Dustin Hoffman's like, did you kill a guy? And he goes, I don't want to talk about it. Because if he talks about it, he's going to have to re, yeah. you know, relive putting a phone in a guy's phone. Sticking an entire phone into a man's mouth. Did that? Would that kill someone if you put a phone in their mouth? I mean, if you put the whole thing in. Is that what he did? If you get the whole, you get the the receiver? You sh- shove that shove whole, the whole thing down? Put down the cord? Yeah. Have you ever had, you ever had a hair in your throat? sort of the mouth? Oof. In his mouth. Well, and then it cut. So we can only assume that he... See, this is why it's not good... It's not well made. We, there's so much guesswork that has to be done by the audience. I do have to say what I'm saying is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> no, this I think... Isn't true. I think you're sort of right. I mean, if someone shoved a full landline phone down my throat, I don't think I would make it. <laughs> I feel like you're a little bit believing me right now that, <laughs> that he was maybe able to... Yeah. <laughs> maybe I just don't understand how that guy could die otherwise. Unless they shoved every part of the lamp. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about like the, the box. <laughs> Just the handset. <laughs> Can you imagine the police come in and there's like an entire like phone shaped. Like in his like, like in a movie when a snake eats a bunny. <laughs> yeah. You his see throat. the whole rabbit outline. And his throat is extra long. Yeah. And it's just going. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry. The number you are trying to reach is currently out of service. Please hang up and try again. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. The phone in my throat is ringing. We'll be right, <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Oh, thank God for the limits. 
every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Sienna, shall we take the bus out of here? <laughs> also, we've seen him at the back of a bus before. Bustin. <laughs> Bustin Kaufman. <laughs> Bustin Kaufman. Yes! <laughs> he goes from being Dustin Hoffman to... That's good. That's solved really it. good. We solved the movie. We figured out the movie again. Let's move on to badges and trages in which we award the film a badge for getting it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a trage for getting a phone in the throat. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'd rather a, a bone in my moat <laughs> than a phone in the throat. <laughs> My first badge, I have a badge for a random nun. Oh my gosh. Did you see the nun on the bus? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a badge for interesting. (laughs) Badge for, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, baby. Very iconic. Fair enough. I have a badge for the first client, Cass. Somehow I know her name is Cass. Cass's bra was so cute. Oh. So cute. Mm. I have a badge for the quote, Bone up on the salami. Um, I feel like you should say more about the bra really quickly. Um, the, ba- <laughs> the bra was so cute. It was there were a lot of colors. I it, it was it was sort of like uh, they were blues. There were pinks. It was uh, uh, sort of a stained glass sort of vibe. But you know, honestly, pop art. Yeah, uh, that's all I can say about the bra. Okay, uh, my next badge. <clears throat> oh my gosh, badge for Rizzo making. Remember the weird meal that he makes. 
Ugh. He makes some weird brown, a, a brown sludge in which he chops a green vegetable that I could not identify. Yep. And he has a uh, dream montage about Florida and what he's going to do in Florida. Mm-hmm. And one part of that montage is him making his weird ass meal mm. for the whole, like for crowds of people in Florida. And I thought that was very funny. Is that a dream of yours? Like to make a weird smoothie for hundreds of people? <laughs> I did identify with him on this yeah. point. Just chopping something weird and, mm-hmm. and then being like, everybody loves it. Yeah. <laughs> everybody wants some. <laughs> My final badge. It's not really a badge. It's just kind of something I wanted to talk about. Is <laughs> when the bus conductor, the bus driver says, essentially, sorry, folks, um, a guy died. But uh, no worries. <laughs> we are going to be in Miami in just a few minutes. So imagine you are on a form of public transit. And the announcement comes over the line that says, hey, everyone, (laughs) they're very sorry. One passenger has passed away, (laughs) but we're about to land. So don't spend too much time thinking about it. Passenger at the back has died of natural causes (laughs) and uh, he's just going to be there. The tropical man at the back of the bus who's very sweaty. Everybody try not to look at the corpse. (laughs) Out of respect. Out of respect. Do not perceive the deceased. I have a badge for the music. I really like the music. Oh, uh, no. You didn't like the music? The harmonica by like Toots McGee or whoever. <laughs> what? <laughs> I have another badge for they dance for a second for like six seconds together um, when there's like some cute song playing on the radio and they hmm. do a little dance. And then two seconds later, they are selling the radio to a pawn shop. And that is just... Uh, so that part is disappointing, but the dancing I liked. <laughs> okay. The dancing was cute. But that's a good example of the way that this movie's just like, no joy for you. Yeah. Don't feel too happy. No uplift. I have a badge for, oh, the makeup on the woman that he picks up and plays scribbage with. Hmm. So good. I thought she was Liza Minnelli. She looked amazing. Yeah. She looked so good. Mm-hmm. And I liked then, her. Uh, a badge for his purple shirt. He has a purple Ooh, shirt. Bedazzled. It's whatever shirt he's wearing when he shoves the phone in the guy, when he shoves the phone down the guy's throat. I think that no, you know what? I'm thinking about our flag means death. <laughs> There's a purple jacket in that in that show that is very sparkly. <clears throat> okay, shall we move on to tragedies? Yes, I have a trage for a child. <laughs> yep, she showed up early. I have a trage for sad as hell. Mm, trage for a group of men. Trage for I'm so sad. Trage for unnecessary boob. Trage for a lot of boobs. Trage for unnecessary boob the second time. <laughs> trage for the F slur. Trage for the F slur! And those are all my trages. Oh, okay. Um, trage for everybody in this movie felt like they were other residents of the Rosemary's Baby apartment building. Oh my god. Oh my god. I really like that observation. That's why I really didn't like it. It's the same universe. Yeah. And I guess that universe was It's 1970s. the Polanski cinematic universe is really how it felt. <laughs> 1970s New York. Yeah. And the 1970s culture. And just like assaulting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, trash for how severely ugly the 1970s was. I love it. I love to look. Everyone was so ugly in this movie. Trash for unnecessary boobs the third time. A trash for I can't believe we have to watch two men who hate each other be ugly for two hours. Trash for unnecessary boobs times four. And a trash for I have now lost count of the unnecessary boobs, which took place when they got to the Warhol party and it was just tits 
Magoo. <laughs> Sorry, that was the harmonica player. <laughs> That's actually excuse me. Liana's Liana's stage name. <laughs> Tits Magoo. <laughs> That's it for my tragedies. It's really funny that you describe it as two men who hate each other being ugly because the look I liked and I thought they were friends. <laughs> that's where we disagree. That's where we kind of. Yeah, we perceive those very differently. All right, Liana, shall we move on to our next segment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Uh, this is a segment called How to Pretend You've Seen This Film. I think that's going to be useful for this one because we. Yeah. This is for. <laughs> this is for. You are getting your shoes shined. Yes. Uh, you were doing it sort of as a, as a feminist statement. <laughs> and uh, you sit down, not really understanding what you're getting into. And yeah. Bustin Kaufman comes up to you. Yeah. Starts He's- shining your shoes. You're like, do you even work here? <laughs> He said, no, I just want to be closer to your feet. (laughs) He says, wow, this dynamic between the two of us really reminds me of that scene from Midnight Cowboy. Have you seen it? And in order to stop Bustin from (laughs) shining your brain smooth. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to give you a few sentences you can say to pretend you've seen the thing Midnight Cowboy. Oh, Bustin. Hello, you goddamn dog. (laughs) Yes, Bustin. Midnight Cowboy dealt with especially sexual subjects for the time, probably. Mm -hmm. Bustin, it's my first... I'm new. I'm new in town, and I'm just trying to get to the Statue of Liberty. Can you tell me where that is? (laughs) Just kidding. I'm gonna bone you. (laughs) For money. Well, Bustin, no... I would not like to take my shoes off, even for a second. Thank you. Uh, but the Mi- Midnight Cowboy is one of those classic tales of uh, a kid coming from the country to the city, pursuing their American dream. Oh, Bustin. Yes, I know Midnight Cowboy. I what My takeaway from that film was, you know, it's good to know that USC's marching band has always been a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Where was it? What? I think it was during a montage, like all of USC's marching band. And they were specifically like, ah, the USC marching band. Interesting. And they looked like a bunch of assholes. Uh, Bustin, this film is full of montages, which I think at the time was probably, was probably the new and cool. <laughs> Actually, no, sorry. <clears throat> I know at the time it was. Stop talking to me. Yes. Go away. Go away. But these shoes look great. And now, with your shiny tipper-tappers, we're going to advise on if we think you should watch this film or if you should strut far away from it. In our segment, should you watch this or... Liana, what say you? Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I... uh, I would say, instead of watching this stupid <laughs> I thing, I know what you're gonna say. you should watch the TV show Our Flag Means Death. Have you watched it yet? No, I still haven't seen the first episode. What? It has been three nights since I last asked. <laughs> so much time has passed. I've been... I don't know what I've been. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, anyway, 
Our Flag Means Death, very good, actually a gay show that actually very tenderly deals with gay relationships mm-hmm. and men who are friends and live together. Oh my gosh. That's like a perfect antidote to this movie. A hundred percent. Also great colors if you're into 70s colors. Very colorful. Purple jacket. Yeah. That um, is my recommendation. Watch watch Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. It is so good. That's excellent. No, you do not have to watch this movie is yeah. what I would say. Again, there were things that I actually enjoyed about it or found interesting, but it was so upsetting. Mm-hmm. It just made me so sad and frustrated. <laughs> what you could do instead of that, if you want to see something with uh, rich ladies that makes no sense at all. Ooh. Watch Three Busy Debras. Uh, <laughs> uh, now streaming on HBO Max. Yes, season two just came season out. Season two, right? It's absolutely wild. Mm. You can watch that wild experience and um, feel happy and not mm-hmm. be confused. And it's, it has so many amazing comedians and they're so funny and women. I really like that show. It's so weird. Yes. So that's weird done good. Sienna, what would you rate the film Midnight Cowboy? This is such a great question. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I didn't hate, I didn't hate, hate, hate this movie. Hmm. I didn't. Uh, I think I would give it, <clears throat> whoa. Oh my God. My own throat cut out. <gasps> is there a phone in there? Do you want me to call it? Should I call your throat? Ring, ring. Hello? Oh. Hello? <laughs> Listener, that sound was Sienna sort of choking herself. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> I'd give this movie a 1.7 oh. out of five strange Dustin Hoffman concoctions. E. Liana, what about you? That's a flat zero for me. <laughs> oh. Zero detached asses out of five. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, we've talked about this before. We, I never need to see sexual assault depicted in media yeah. ever, uh, ever, ever, ever. None of the stupid art was for me. Yeah. The whole color palette, not not my choice. <laughs> so Everything much. sort of felt like it was made out of yarn, and that just doesn't work for or on me. <laughs> and everyone was so ugly. It's really just sweat and garbage. The it whole was time. sweat and garbage, you know? It was sweaty and garbage. And... For some people, sure. I kind of like sweat and garbage, I guess. I like a clean situation. I like to be in my own tub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put my ass in my own tub. And I would much rather be a Disney-fied dog than <laughs> anything to do with this version of Times Square. Than a yassified president. Ooh. Than a yassified the yassification of the president. <laughs> my fellow besties. <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Tossed Popcorn. <laughs> that has been a cowboy sound and the phone in my throat ringing. Yes. I've been Tits Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> tits Magoo. Logging off. <laughs> tits and toots. <laughs> I really like that. Thank you everyone so much for listening. We are all over social media at Tossed Popcorn. We've got TikTok. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. <laughs> we post very, very good memes every Saturday. Keep an eye out for those. Engage with our content. And we'll see you next week when we will be watching uh, the Philadelphia story. <laughs> all right. Another state. New movie, new state. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia is a city. <laughs> right, but it's not New York. 
<laughs> well, New York is a city as well. <laughs> Tune in for more of that next week. <laughs> Thank you. We love you. Bye. Bye. You can find us on Instagram as at Sienna Jekyll and at Liana Holston. Please check the description for the spelling of our dumb names. We put out episodes every Tuesday, so make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week on Tossed Popcorn. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check the iHeartRadio app. The first summary I wrote was <laughs> two weird guys yeah. experiencing trauma mm. in NYC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm experiencing trauma right now. So many films. (laughs) That's almost every film. That's almost every movie. Raging Bull. Two weird guys experiencing (laughs) trauma. In NYC. NYC. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.